When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Prime Time is brought to you by our friends over at Women Mazda. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, let's talk about Tyrant Smith's deal because he is staying a Dallas Cowboys in 2023 and moving forward. Now, the Cowboys could have cut him, that would have saved a lot of cap space, but they reached a restructure with him. Now, usually, a restructure is all about taking a player's salary, turning it, turning it, it into a signing bonus, which essentially changes nothing. It's just an accounting move that allows teams to manipulate the salary cap. But this time around, it was an, an actual restructure. Like they moved things around and they essentially lowered Tyron's salary, among other things. But it's a very friendly deal for the team. It is also relatively friendly for Tyron. Of course, he ends up a quote-unquote loser, but given the circumstances uh, and the possibility of getting cut, it's still a win for number 77. And you got to give credit to the Cowboys. Let's look at the deal, and I will get into some of the questions and comments here in a few moments here. But uh, in the meantime... Shout out to Mark Aaron. We've got Tommy915. We've got Gregory, Gilbert, uh, Toxic Tom. Shout out to Ines. Who else is in here that I'm missing? Uh, Javi Nation. We've got Juan Daniel. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the show. Let's get into the actual contract, right? Oh, oh, wait. This ain't it. This ain't the contract. Excuse me. This was just in case I was in a hurry. Hmm. That's an inside joke for those of you who are new to the show. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, let's get into the actual deal. Let's get into the contract. Uh, let me turn here really quickly. This is per Todd Arker from ESPN. This is how Tyron Smith's deal break da breaks down. One year, $6 million, $17 million max. It's got a signing bonus of $3 million, and that might sound like a lot since he has only one year left under contract. But since there are avoidable years to his deal now, that signing bonus is spread out over three seasons, essentially comes out at $1 million per year. That is pretty friendly. Uh, base salary, $3 million. All of it is guaranteed. And then here's where we get to the good part. Tyron Smith, what is he going to do next season? 
I don't know. You don't know. I don't think even Tyron Smith, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott know. I think the Cowboys will just go with the flow. Let's see who ends up available when they're on the clock in the first round. Is Osiris there? Maybe we take him. Maybe he's not there. I don't think that the Cowboys know what the plan is fully at offensive line. But there is several things that are clear. You might want to play Tyler Smith at left guard. And that would force Tyron to be your left tackle. Another thing that is very clear is the fact that Tyron has played hurt for a lot of years now. So you cannot fully bet on his health. So what the Cowboys did is convert his salary, not into a signing bonus, which is the usual restructure, but basically to incentives. And here's how it works. Tyron Smith will get $1 million for each of the following tiers. 50% of playing time, boom, $1 million. Does he get a 55% playing time? Boom, another million dollars. 60%, boom, 65, boom, 70, 75, 80, 85, and 90%, $1 million each. And that's not all. Uh, there are also playoff incentives. And that would be if he makes 75% of the regular season snaps, and then he gets 51% of the playoff snaps and the Cowboys win one game in the postseason, he earns half a million dollars. If the Cowboys win two games in the playoffs, another half million, three wins in the playoffs, another $500,000. And then if they win the Super Bowl, it's another half a million. The postseason ones are... Mostly out of his control. Of course, there's a snap count aspect to it. But the playing time ones are what make it really, really interesting, in my opinion. The Cowboys are going to give him the right to earn all of that lost money. And I love it, personally. Uh, let's put it into context, context here really quickly. Because, as you know, Tyron was injured last season. He didn't even come close to 50% playing time. Uh, the number was 23%. And we know that he has missed a lot of, of games over the last few years. In fact, the only the, the last time that he's made a 75% snap count was in 2019. So there is that. Cap number for Tyron is going to be $8 million. That is a very friendly number for the Cowboys. And I love it, personally. My question from me to you is, do you like or dislike the contract that the Cowboys signed Tyron Smith to? I personally love it. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. I think that it is a heck of a deal. And I will say that even though we know that Tyron has been very hurt over the last few years, he's probably one of the most... Uh, one of the best swing tackles, at least, out there. And you can probably go into the season with him as your left tackle. And you have the perfect plan B in Tyler. Uh, it would be a pain in the ass. It would be a headache to try to make that work with another guard, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's a fair bet. I think it's a good one. 
Uh, let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Danny Savage says, I uh, no, David Lawrence, excuse me, says, I like this deal. Danny Savage says he won't play more than six games and he's hurting the development of Tyler or any future left tackle. So Danny Savage does not like it. Let's see here. I hate it, says Toxic Tom. We need the depth, says Joey Bella. I agree. I agree. Uh, great deal, says Joe. Marty says, how much does it save versus the cap? This is key. Thank you, Marty, for asking that. I was going to mention that. This saves $9.6 million in the salary cap. Tyron was going to be almost $10 million more expensive before this new contract, essentially, because it is essentially a new contract. Uh, Brett likes it. Katharina likes it. Let's see. Danny Savage says, so when Tyron gets hurt, who plays left guard? That is definitely the problem here. But that is like, that is another aspect of it. I think, although it's related because it's offensive line, like say that the Cowboys wouldn't have kept him, your offensive line would have been Tyler Smith and maybe Connor McGovern if you bring him back. Based on the deal that he got from Buffalo, the Cowboys were never going to bring Connor McGovern back. So the way that I look at this, it's not from the perspective of, ooh, we don't have a left guard if it's not Tyler. It, it is from a perspective of, you still need a guard because that's the situation that you're in. Because you essentially let Connor Williams walk a year ago, and even though he was not perfect, he was still a starting caliber guard, more so than McGovern was. So that is a need that exists for another reason, because of another reason, not because you're paying Tyron and you drafted Tyler, if that makes sense. I would look at that as those separate issues. But right now, the situation that the Cowboys are in is that you've got a guy that he can develop into a left tackle, and you can even ask him to play left tackle now. But he can also do a very good job at guard, and you can have Tyron Smith play at a I mean I don't know if you would still play at an old pro level but he's been one of the best left tackles in the league when healthy you 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 might be betting into that now I don't know if he's gonna stay healthy or not but if he doesn't I'm not sure that you're losing a lot because eight million dollars in the salary cap is not much if we are being real it is not a lot so I just see this as if you're really going to pay all of this to Tyron Smith, it's because he started. And if not, it doesn't even have to mean that he's a plan A. You can draft an offensive lineman in the first round and you can move forward with uh, Tyler at left tackle and, and somebody else at left guard. And then you have one of the best swing tackles in the game. Not only that, you probably have a replacement for your left guard as well because if he goes down, Tyler can kick inside and Tyron can take over outside. It gives him so much flexibility at a cheap price. I like it. Honestly, I don't see the downside to it. Like, really, what is the downside? The downside might be, looking at it from every perspective possible here, the downside might be your decision-making if you do want him to be the left tackle 
And then you, as, as some have suggested in the chat already, Tyler's development suffers from that. Or maybe, you know, you have the same situation that you had last year in which an entire offseason went by and Tyler didn't get any work at tackle. That Those can be the problems. But those are decisions that have not even been made yet. Right now, like worst case scenario, Tyron is a future Hall of Famer that you have as your swing tackle. Let's see what they do with it. Let's see what they do with it. But in and of itself, it is a great deal, in my opinion. Whatever you decide to do from here on out, that might be up for debate. I don't know what we can debate about this deal because I think that it is a pretty, pretty good one. But anyways, let's see what you guys have to say in the chat, and we will get into some other Cowboys topics here tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about the Jerry Judy thing. Should we believe it? Should we not believe it? We'll get into that. Let's see. Toxic Tom says, I'm not trying to get cheaper. I am trying to get better. Tyron does not make us better. And what if he is a swing tackle? Doesn't Tyron Smith make you better? Do we suddenly think that highly of Josh Ball? I can see I can see the argument against starting Tyron. I really can. But that might be a whole separate decision. If we're evaluating the deal by itself, I don't know if we can complain about it. And need I remind you that Terrence still might not be ready to go in September. I mean, according to reports, he will be. But you might need Tyrant for a few games in September playing over on the right side, which he already did at a decent level considering the circumstances last year. I don't know. They could have done that with Zeke, offer him a few meals, a cut of love. And I agree. And I think that there was, there was this report that indicated that uh, the Cowboys didn't want to disrespect him. I'm not entirely sure if that's like true or not. Uh, it might have been more of a situation in which, and I'm just speculating here too, in which both sides sat down and was like, what would you offer? We would probably be looking at this number. And then it was like, okay, this is not going to make sense at all. Let's see here. Holly says, I think that Tyron is your best left tackle starter. Oh, he is, like, in a perfect world, he definitely 100% is. Nobody. Nobody. Probably not even Tyler himself <laughs> would sit down and, and tell you that Tyler is better than Tyron. It's about health, though. And it's about long-term prospects, too. If you're talking about, number one, what is your best left tackle? And number two, what is your best group of five? Then Tyron and Tyler need to be on that lineup. No other way around it. But some people might be like, you know, I would much rather have Tyler prepare for left tackle all of this time, all of this offseason, and have him, be a, have him develop. That is fair. But Tyron is 100% the best left tackle out of those two. I don't think that's up for debate. Now, how much also, this is part of the conversation, just circling back to it before we move on to Jerry Judy. 
how much are you banking on Tyler having the same adaptability that he had last year? Because Tyler did not skip a bit. Was he perfect? No. Was he a liability? Not at all. It was not a perfect world for Dak Prescott to live in. Uh, I will say that regarding the Cowboys 2022 offensive line. But the Cowboys might also be so high on Tyler that for them, it's like, okay, if Tyron goes down or even when Tyron goes down, screw it, we'll just move Tyler and we'll trust him. Then that's also an interesting way of looking at it. Toxic Tom says, if you are banking on him to even be the swing, you better get a backup swing. I'll be shocked if he makes it through camp. Is it just me, though? Or did Tyler, did Tyron play? Let's be fair here. Let's be fair. I know Tyron gets injured. Everybody knows that. He did play four games plus the playoffs. And I know that's not much. And I know the timing sucked last year. But also, it's like, it's more likely than not that he will actually play games in 2023. It's more likely than not that he will. Sure, I get it once more. I'm not trying to say like uh, Tyron has never gotten injured or anything, but it's more likely than not that he will play. If you think that highly of, of Tyler and his adaptability, maybe then you're a little bit more comfortable with it. I'm saying, let's see here. David Lawrence's Trent Williams had injuries and he's now still one of the best left tackles in the game. Yeah, I agree. Like, if you look at uh, uh, Trent Williams's uh, PFR page, and let me see if I can open it up here really quickly. I'm not sure if I will be able to share it or not. Let's look at, at Trent Williams's profootballreference.com page. He never missed that much time, to be fair. Like, he missed the entirety of 2019, though. 2018, he played 13 games. 2012, he played 10 games. 2016, 12 games. So maybe he didn't have, like, this extreme run like uh, like Tyron. But still, you could argue that 12, 10, 13, and then a full year missed is significant. Clearly, the risk of re-injury is very high here. I know what nobody's trying to hide it. Nobody's trying to hide that. But I do think that acting like, oh, there is no way that Tyron plays another down of football ever again, it's kind of like that cowboy fan syndrome that we need to attack sometimes. That's just my take, though. Let's see here. Oscar Herrera says Dallas is not going offensive line in the first round. That's why they signed him back because they believe in him for some reason. I think that they're going to go Texas running back at 26 if he is there. I cannot buy into the Vijan Robinson thing after we talked to Tyler Browning here on the show on, on primetime because we were talking about how he was not one of the visits. He was not, excuse me, one of the interviews for the Cowboys. Let's see how the whole 30 visit thing plays out. I'm not sure that the Cowboys are interested in Vijan Robinson as much as we think they are. We'll see, though. We'll see. I think they, will, they won't rule out offensive line 
at 26. I think they shouldn't. You shouldn't dismiss any possibility in the NFL draft, even less so if we were talking about offensive line. We'll see. Moving on, though, let's move on a little bit here. Let's move on into Jerry Judy's reports. This is from Benjamin Albright, and I know I know that Albright is a controversial character out there, but he is credible. When it comes to the Broncos, he definitely is credible. This is his tweet from earlier today. Sources confirm that multiple teams have called inquiring about Jerry Judy. Price tag remains high. Team is asking for a first or high second plus a player. Here's where it gets interesting. New England, Cleveland, and Dallas, who was interested at a trade deadline last year, are among the teams inquiring. So my question from me to you is, are you buying or selling into the Cowboys' interest in Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy? Are you buying or selling? And I will tell you my take about this report while you let me know your answers. And before I give you mine, let me talk to you, though, about our friends who make this show possible. As every Sunday through Thursday night, it's Freeman Mazda who presents to you ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, a family-owned business for over 65 years. You can check them out on their car dealership in Irving, Texas, or you can visit their website over at freemanmazda.net. And in there, you can see their wide range of new and used vehicles, as well as the features of every car, pictures of the outside and inside of each vehicle. And as always, it is time for the ride of the week here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, because this time around, we've got the 2023 Mazda CX-50 2.5 Preferred Plus All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $34,075. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. It's got a Wi-Fi hotspot, a sunroof, and it has a miles per gallon capacity of 24 when you are in the city. That goes up to 30 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check them out over at FreemanMazda.net. They make this show possible. Show them some love. Uh, once more, that is FreemanMazda.net. Let's get into your answers. Buying or selling into the Jerry Judy conversation. For those of you who are just joining the show, Benjamin Albright reported that the Cowboys, Cleveland, and the Patriots were among those interested in, in Jerry Judy. Katharina goes with selling. Holly says nobody's giving a first for him, which, by the way, I think that this is true, just straight up, because it was true last year, pretty much. It was said that that's why the Broncos did not trade him away a year ago. Teams were just not ready to, to offer that much. The last ape says give them a second. 26 O-line, no, that's another thing. Let's see here. Give them Gallup and the 26th pick, says Gregory. Ooh. Buying at second, says Michael H. Gregory goes with yes. 
Toxic Thompson, I'm buying the interest, selling it materializes more hot air. I think that's a very fair way to, of looking at it. Uh, not for a one or a two. Nope, says Mark Aaron. I'm selling. That's my answer for this. Let me say it. Let, let me say it right now. I am selling this one strongly. Here's why. The Cowboys are not getting rid of the first rounder. Not for Jerry Judy. Keep in mind, he was drafted in the same year as C.D. Lamb. So suddenly you would have two receivers that you need to pay soon. And I don't think that the Cowboys are going to go down that road. Not even for a second rounder. I think that the second rounder for the Andrew Hopkins could still be in play. But keep in mind also... The Broncos are asking for a high second and a player. So the Cowboys, based on that logic, and of course, there's negotiation that goes into it. Uh, even these reports are public ways to negotiate. But if, if they hold on to that asking price, then the Cowboys cannot offer their second because that doesn't fit the description of a high second. The Cowboys have a late second rounder. Having said that, I don't think the Dallas would give up a first plus a player or a second plus a player that they would have to pay. He is junk, but the Cowboys have CD Lamp. Hopkins is a whole different story because he can have a friendlier deal over the next two years. He's not thinking about breaking the bank once more or at least not right away. That to me would make way more, uh, much more sense. Jerry Judy side of things. It wouldn't make a lot of sense. Excuse me. Hopkins out of things. Excuse me. And then Jerry Judy wouldn't make a lot of sense. Let's see here. David Casada says, yeah, he's not worth a first or a second. D-Hop sure is. And keep in mind, it's plus a player. Like first, high second, plus a player. I think it's very likely that the Broncos are in reality high on Jerry Judy, and maybe they really don't want to trade him, but they're just like filling offers to see if someone does bite. Gregory says, Judy is, is better than any wide receiver that we will have a shot at at 26. That is true. That is 100% certifiably true. But the guys that you, and, and I'm not saying that this is exactly the way that it should be perceived as, but it sure is in the NFL. Whoever you draft at 26 is a guy that you won't have to pay right away. He's not a guy that you will have to pick his 50-year option next offseason. Lance Bell says, D-Hop will be released. It's the waiting game. Jerry Jones is not showing his hand. He's in gamble mode. It's, it's tough to figure out the Hopkins thing right now. It really is. Because everyone is so quiet on it so far. Maybe the, the least quiet one is Hopkins. Because maybe he doesn't want to... I mean, I, who, who can blame him? He doesn't want to be around for Arizona next year. Who would want to? Doesn't look like Kyler Murray is going to play a whole lot. Betting markets have them as the worst team tied with the Houston Texans. It's tough out there for, for the Cardinals. It's tough to be them right now. So I'm selling the Jerry Judy storyline. I wanted to touch on it because I know that some people will ask about it. 
since it's a big deal right now. Wide receiver is a big deal. In my opinion, man, like we might have a full recap on Sunday. We might have a full recap of everything that has happened so far. But I got to say, like, I've liked the Cowboys' decision-making over the last few days. I respected it. They got Donovan Wilson back. They traded for Stephon Gilmore. That's the type of move that, to me, the Cowboys have been missing here and there. Like, okay, you keep your guys, but also add somebody that can be a difference maker, especially those trades that you can find at clear discounts, like what they just did with Gilmore. Those are the little things that they have been missing here and there. So I absolutely love that they got Gilmore. I love that they got Banderich back on such a cheap deal too. But to me, when it's all said and done, the Cowboys free agency will have to be evaluated considering what did they do with wide receiver. And it just doesn't fit in my mind how the answer to that can be nothing. I just can't because the Cowboys offense right now, excluding the offensive line, like you've got Dak, you've got CeeDee Lamb, who he's cool. He has solidified himself. And you got Gallup, who's coming off a very disappointing year. Injured or not, it was disappointing, and it is a big question mark for Dallas moving forward. Tolbert, who I'm in, I'm in. The guy was a healthy scratch for the majority of the season. And even Jake Ferguson, like I like Jake Ferguson. I think that his potential is legit. I think that he can be a starter moving forward. But still, we saw 19 catches out of him and a 37% snap count. So there's a lot of risk there too. Man, hopefully the Cowboys though don't decide to go to the draft in that situation. Like at least you got to give... Dak Prescott, another weapon. Because that list of weapons that I just mentioned doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And it would be tough to go through another year of, oh, we cannot get somebody else because we're paying the quarterback when that is clearly a lie. (laughs) Danny Savage and David are going at it. Right now in the chat. Uh, I'm hearing that we're trying to trade for Brandon Cooks' Roderick. Man, the the Brandon Cooks interest has kind of always been there, maybe. Uh, Brandon Cooks wants to be out of Houston so bad. I don't know if something will materialize there. Uh, We'll see. But hopefully the Cowboys get somebody else. (laughs) All right. Some Some more news, though, before we get out of here. Toxic Tom is still waiting on this Phantom Dak extension. I think it's going to happen. Don't you think it's going to happen, Toxic Tom? Or I don't know what that meant exactly. All right. Some more news. CJ Goodwin signed to another year. One-year deal. Uh, I don't think the financial details are out there yet, but it's probably going to be a minimum salary type of deal. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down for CJ Goodwin's return? Let me know in the chat. I know that John Fassel will be absolutely ecstatic about it. He lost one of his aces in Luke Gifford. He's gone. He signed with the Titans. 
And now CJ Goodwin is back. So I'm guessing that he will be very happy about it. Um, I'm going to say thumbs down, but I did put together a recap for adcsports.com tonight, and it was my lowest rated move. Just because he's not going to make or I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer, but he is not going to make or break the, the season for the Cowboys or anything like that. And I personally would have preferred Gifford over Goodwin just because Gifford provides depth at linebacker as well, and I don't think that Goodwin does. But, I mean, I cannot be mad at C.J. Goodwin's re-signing. He's good. We know that he's an ace in special teams, has had a 70% snap count as a special teamer on average over the last four years, has not missed a game since 2019. So I don't, I don't, I'm not against it. I, I like the move. Just cannot grade it super high in the recap. But, yeah, thumbs up for me. Katharina goes with the thumbs up. Oscar says, uh, Oscar says, love it. David says, so on him. Eltina with the thumbs up. Holly goes with two thumbs ups. Joy Bella goes with multiple thumbs ups. I think Joseph is a factor, says David, on special teams, but not a defensive back. That's rough. Like, if, you, if you're already paying CJ Goodwin to be a special teamer, but not a cornerback, and then you're also sticking with Kelvin Joseph and you're not seeing him as a defensive back, I think that you should read one of them. I do. Uh, special teams matter. Yes, they do. But some of these guys need to also provide depth. It's not one or the other. Uh, maybe it can be one of the or, or the other for some of them, like CJ, but those have to be the exceptions. 100%. Tom, what do you think of Dax? Uh, no, that was about Dax extension. Let's see here. Does that mean KJ is on his way out? Asked Toxic. Could be. Could be. I don't think that Kelvin Joseph is safe at all. I think that he will be one of those guys on the roster bubble throughout all of this offseason. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight and for the week, too, because it is Thursday. And that means that we will see each other until Sunday night. Will things happen? I don't know. Uh, the Cowboys do like their Friday news dumps. I'm hoping not, though. I would much rather have it happen on a day in which we have prime time. But I hope that you guys enjoy your weekend. I appreciate you. We will probably have a guest next week. We'll see when exactly. Uh, thank you to Holly. Thank you to Katharina. Mark, how was my birthday party? Oh, uh, my non-existent birthday party was awesome. Uh, kind of sad, though, because I'm a baseball fan, so I tuned in into the World Baseball Classic. And although I love Puerto Rico beating República Dominicana, I was sad about the Edwin Diaz thing. For those of you who are baseball fans, you know what I'm talking about. That was a tough one. Current half of Mexico was the most birthday party. There you go. Probably. I cannot. I can neither confirm that nor deny that. I will see you on Sunday night, though. 8 p.m. Central. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. 
Make sure that you check out FreemanMazda.net. They bring you this show every single night. And I will see you on Sunday. Enjoy your weekend. Nos vemos hasta el domingo. Adios.